Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. We are back for another exciting episode featuring some great guests. But before I introduce my guests, I do want to remind you to log on to the website, trendingtopicswithbbpodcast.com. There you obviously get the new episodes, plus information to the social media pages, as well as the link to order the merchandise that helps this podcast stay afloat. Uh, So please hit the uh, Training Topics with BB merchandise page and order an item. Uh, They're currently going on and off sale throughout the holiday season, so definitely uh, bookmark that link. Also, if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere where you can leave a favorable rating or comment, please do so. It helps the algorithm suggest this podcast to other new listeners, and I thank you for it. Also, before I introduce my guests, I will say that in this episode, you will notice that I mention live streaming on Twitch and YouTube, and people were watching this live as it was recorded to uh, those channels, and they were able to uh, add comments and questions. Uh, Please don't be alarmed by that. That's kind of the new format going forward. So if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash S-A-X-Y-1-5, please do so. Episodes are uploaded to that almost daily now. Uh, clips and episodes. And if you are a Twitch user, please log on to twitch.tv slash S-A-X-Y-1-5. There is another place where uh, the podcast will be shared. Okay, so my guests, uh, I have one returning guest and one uh, that uh, has been wanting to be on the pod for a while. And due to their release of their album that we touch on, Social Christmas Scene by Straight No Chaser, I was able to chat with Mike Lugenbell and Steve Morgan about the process of recording this album as well as what it's like to tour. And again, I bring it back to the comments and questions from the other fans that we are affectionately known as Chasers uh, in this podcast. So without further ado, I'll give you my lovely chat with Steve and Mike of Straight No Chasers. Awesome. Well, welcome to a new episode of Trending Topics with Phoebe. And I'm glad on this awesome day of your album release that we could chat. Uh, so welcome back to the podcast, Steve, and welcome, hey. Mike, first time. Um, yeah, finally. Things a little bit, <laughs> well, things have gotten a little bit more technologically advanced, as you can tell. Um, mm. But before we get into the cool album, because I listened to every track this morning, so Jeez. I'm stoked. Uh, I, I just want... <laughs> um, before we get into talking about the album, uh, for those out there who are watching this live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, if you have questions or comments, please put them in and I'll try to address them and um, maybe we'll get to those questions at the end and make sure uh, all the chasers out there watching will be able to uh, get um, some sort of answers. So, uh, in the pre-show, I alluded that it's weird not seeing you guys live this time of year, but I'm glad uh, we have this new album to talk about. So, I guess I don't want to reiterate kind of the, the listening parties that you guys have been doing, the one you did with Sage Steel and one a couple days ago on your Facebook, but for those that have yet to listen to the album, which, shame on you, it came out at midnight last night, um, 
I talk about the fact that you guys have been able to, you know, do this album, but literally all over the country and not like in a studio like you normally do. Talk about that process a little bit more because I think it's fascinating that you guys were able to arrange and sing, but all in your respective areas of the country. So talk a little bit about how that's been so different as opposed to maybe all the previous albums. Well, this has been something that's kind of been a long time coming, something we've been working towards, I guess, not not necessarily wanting to be remotely, but wanting to have to record remotely, but being able to do it technologically. Uh, working on the reclusive exclusives like we did all spring and summer really kind of was our uh, our dojo, if you will, uh, get us trained up to be able to do this album. And so once we, once we kind of worked out some of those kinks uh, in terms of, being able to sync everybody up, being able to to get the quality of recording and performance that we wanted, we're like, yeah, we can do this. Let's let's give it a run, and uh, that was th those were some of the formative conversations that really allowed us to even think this was possible. Yeah, and I, like I'll just add, um, like last year, uh, right before the tour in the fall, we recorded an EP exactly like we did this album. So I think, yeah, like all of the reclusive exclusives and all that stuff, but like it sort of began sort of earlier than that because like we did this, we probably started doing all of this remotely maybe a year ago or so. So we already had an idea. Um, and I think the reason why we wanted that is I think for a lot of the year, it's like we're not really in the same place except for when we're on the road touring. But if we want to get out a piece of music or like if we want to get out any sort of content like that, it was like we all just kind of had you know, to work on how like we could all like sort of make it happen at home since we're not around each other a lot other than like 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 when we're on the road and it's like and you know it's like we're home a lot so it's like you can't really stop you have to learn how to keep the content like sort of going so i think that like along just with other things like is a yeah like a reason like why we like you know had a good good feeling about how we could do this and uh, well, I've loved. Well, so why did you guys change the name from quarantine sessions to reclusive exclusives? I noticed it. Uh, was that a? Is that a? I don't know. I just I've loved every video. Of course, you saw me sharing them. But um, when you guys started doing that, did you think it would kind of escalate how it did? Well, it was a conscious effort. We wanted to kind of rebrand them. In the beginning, they were quarantine yeah. sessions. It was all just us and the three by three Brady Bunch mm -hmm. stack. We wanted to add a little extra production value. Give it just a little, we wanted to just make it better ultimately. And the reclusive exclusives came about, I guess in the summertime uh, yeah. when we were go after that. Awesome. So I listened to the album and of course I've kind of tuned into your uh, listening sessions that have happened. Um, but talk about, I'm really loving all your originals. So can you guys just talk about how your conscious effort to do more originals this time around, along with some of the holiday classics that we're used to? Yeah. Um, I, th I think originals in the band has been something that we've been wanting 
to do for a long, for like a while. Um, and it's been happening since probably under the influence, which was like 2013, 2014, something like that. And it would be like one song and then the next album, like would have a couple more. And, um, I feel like one of the reasons why we like that is we want to show that we're not just only like a cover band. Um, um, at least I think, you know, for me, that's one of the things, but I think also like, like you have to understand that, that like, it's hard to get a song on the album. And the reason is, is that it has to be good enough with the rest of like the ones that we all know of all time. Right? <laughs> right. And if it's not, then it's like, no, like, it's like, okay, like, I like your song. Thanks for working on it. But like, is it going to like, is it at like a level like of all the rest of the stuff? And I think early on that probably wasn't so much the case. Um, and then I think, you know, over the years, I think we've tried to work on them a little more. We've tried, you know, to throw a few on here and there. Um, I also think the people who like us, the people who like to listen, they want to hear that stuff too. Um, I just think it's another, it's another thing that, that like we can kind of show that we can do. Um, uh, and yeah, like it's never going to be like a whole, I mean, this is the most originals that we've had on any album. So, it, 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 yeah, so we're making a lot of progress there. Um, and it's also, I think it's also a reflection of the backgrounds that we all bring. You know, for instance, for me, Charlie, who came up doing theater and, and have done a lot of theater, we're used to singing other people's works. That's what the job is. You're, you're, you get to sing some of the greatest composers of all time's works, but that's what it is. And you get to reinterpret it. And that's how you, your artistry, you bring to it. Mike is a, very much a singer songwriter and his music. I mean, I've always been a big fan of Mike's work. Um, and, and some of the stuff that he turned out for this album, it's just really good. I mean, Cold Don't Bother Me, from the moment he sent out the demo, I was like, I don't know what it is, dude. Love it. Love it. I'll yeah. sing this all day long. So, you know, and then, uh, you know, Jerome came to the table with the goods. He and Walt yeah. worked up uh, what Christmas means. Seggy and, and our friend Deke Sharon worked up a really cool, fun uh, blues thing that we, like, nothing we've really ever done. And so we were able to just, you know, find inspiration amongst ourselves, amongst uh, others, and really, you know, just come up with something new. And it was it was a fun thing to see it all come together. Well, I also kind of thought, well, you know, you know me, I've been around and seen you guys for many years, but I also kind of think because you guys always put your twist on even the covers and medleys that you do, that it was kind of inevitable that you would be able to transition into your own work. I just... I just think it's been interesting to see the evolution of it because of course a lot for those that don't know that haven't seen you guys live a lot of it is also in your stage presence and what you guys bring to stage so i think the combination of you guys doing your own tracks would be awesome to see sometime in the future i don't know yeah I, um i mean i think there always oh has God. to be some sort of a balance and i think 
that that's okay. But like, we'll never do a whole show of just original music because that's just not, just not who we are, right? Yeah. Like, right. Our, um, but uh, but it's nice that we have that opportunity sometimes. So, so I guess if you were to put the set list, if you guys were to arrange, and I don't want to know, I don't know if there's anything in your plan, but av after living to, listening to the CD, would you put a lot of the, the originals on, or would you go with more, even bring back some of the other holiday songs that you've done on previous uh, albums you've done? Would it be a combination of the two, or would it be mostly a social distancing? I think there's always room in our show for the originals and some so much of it is again when we're looking at it it's not really necessarily originals versus cover it's more uh you know up tempo uh, mid tempo finding finding the the way that the arc of the show, the show needs exactly yeah that's right and i think i think the one thing that people are missing gonna miss this year not seeing you guys is the off mic so if you guys were to choose one song from the new album to do off mic, what song would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would probably say O Come Emmanuel mixed with O Come All Ye Faithful. It's the last song on the album. Um, I think a lot could be there. Well, not a lot, but I think there's a handful that could be there, but that might be one, or maybe the first Noel, but. Yeah. yeah, those would be my two options as well. They're a little more choral. Uh, I mean, just the, the nature of the songs. The, the, that's the way that they're going to be most familiar. But they're uh, yeah. they're flipping them on their we flip them on their head with these arrangements. But they're they still very much lend themselves to that big choral sound. Yeah. And I don't know from our perspective, as as a chaser in the audience, it's one of the even though you know you guys have put on an amazing show, that off mic for some reason there's always a like an, an energy in the room of like everybody's like intensely listening even more than they have the last hour and a half two hours. So mm -hmm. from your perspective, I've always wanted from your perspective, what is that feeling when you guys get to off mic? I know you guys are exhausted, you've been giving it all, but what is that feeling of why you've kept the off mic such a special part of your show? I'll say for me and then Steve, you can go, is that um, the one thing you said about like how like I know you guys are tired afterwards and, you know, like that might be true. But when you go out there for that off mic, it's like, you know, for lack of a better word, you're kind of naked. Like there's no like you have to give your all or else you like or else it's easy to hear each other. So it's easy to hear if you are wrong. So you almost have to, it's like a, like, it's like, like almost it just sort of goes up the whole, like the whole sort of like energy sort of goes up. Um, at least that's how I see it. And um, so, yeah. And it's, it's just so, quiet it's just really kind of exposed and that's what i love about it um and and i think that works i think people like to see that and hear that just like without any big sounds any big you know anything just like the raw stuff and even if it's like a little wrong like that's okay because it's live and it's real 
I would concur with all that. Yeah, because th there's no artifice. There's there's no Yonin back there. I mean, y Yonin is probably the most important guy in the room when we do a show. This like how he, you know, anytime we you get that thump to the the bass, you get the thump to the BP, and that's just driving the show. And then you strip all that away, and everybody, like, to your point, it's, it's a shock almost. It's like, yeah, you can you can hear a pin drop. And my favorite part of every off mic is when we hold the last note and you cut off and it's just nothing. And there's a moment where everybody just exhales. Yeah, and it's then like, when do we start clapping? It's like, when, when should they start clapping? And then yeah. there's this big release. It's like, ah. But there's that moment where there's just nothing. It's just, yeah. oh, it's, it's, it's the best. Favorite. <laughs> Damn it, I want to be back on stage. I know, sorry to, you know go down memory lane, but I, oh. um, my perspective, it's funny when I can always tell the new chasers, like the new converts is during that moment because, you know, they, they gradually through the show go, Oh, you guys are amazing. And then and join in with us. And then the minute the off mic happens to go, Oh, this is why I'm here. And then <laughs> it's that like, I've seen it in people's faces around me when I'm at shows going, Oh, I see why. You know, it's like that whole, there's always a moment when you go to see an artist for somebody. I don't know who, maybe in your case, but there's always that one moment that sticks out where you're like, oh, this is why I came to the show. And I think yeah. the off mic solidifies that. I mean, of course they heard 12 days and everything, but the off mic, I think solidifies, you know, the difference of acapella music to something maybe they heard in a concert setting before. So, and that's the thing, And that's the thing that you can't, capture any other way your, your phone's not going to capture it the same way you, you know the the uh, cd's not going to capture it the same way it's it, it's a very very personal intimate experience that you get to we get to have with the audience each night because there's no way to duplicate it any other way than being in the in the seat and i'm I mean, just going to add okay, that sorry. no no that, that like i think like how you said um like how you said like for, like for people who have or who have not seen us and they hear us do that it's like whoa i don't think they know that's coming and they don't expect it and it's just it's like a shock to them and i think that is a big reason too it's like oh what is this and then it's like oh it's like not expected because i feel like everything else like you said is expected like 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 all of our big like the or the one song that's big, <laughs> right? Right, like, like, but that that's a unique thing um, that I think is almost a shock to them. And then it's like sort of easy to win them over then because it's like, oh my goodness, so. Well, I've actually heard conversations while waiting for you guys for the after table part. I've heard conversations of people going, why didn't you tell me that was gonna happen? And then the other person going, we wanted to surprise you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's because if one you of knew, the then it wouldn't be as as yeah, you know, it, you know as like strong and like like emotional. Like, did yeah, you want to know the sixth sense at the start of the movie too? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've never seen that movie because of I knew the ending, but the whole number show. Um, so to kind of go back to the album. So for those out there that haven't then to sncmusic.com, uh, bookmark it, and then uh, go pick up your copy of Social Christmas Day. 
what you know i'm always curious what determines the order of tracks on your guys's albums because it seems to be mixed in a way where you're just like oh this is like i'm in the car or i'm you know working out like i have a good guys- answer i have a good answer <laughs> okay. and i and like i don't mean to step on steve here but i have a good answer for this and it has to do with the fact that i don't think anybody cares anymore except for a few like i love the whole like what song is going to go where but in reality like no one really cares because we don't listen to albums anymore like that right so i think for the majority of the of like our group no one really cares where it, it all goes but usually it happens with our producer along with our a and r guy that's what they do and they're old school so like they do and they and like how they do it is uh they do it surrounding the key of the song who sings the solo uh the tempo tempo so it's all it's it's more of a science than just throwing it on there but i also say like nowadays like nobody really cares but like I dig that stuff. I love it. Like, I'm like, oh, like, what's the, right? But I feel like that's how they do it. It's by, like, like it's more of a science, like I said, that it is, well, like an art and a science, but, but, um, but yeah, it's by BPM, it's by the key, it's by the soloist, that's it. And I think ultimately, um, they're trying to sort of replicate our show. And, and that, you know, again, trying to take you on a ride, see what fits where. Um, over the time, I think, yeah, I know personally, once we get everything done, I just go, here you go. Because you get you get attached to things over months and months and months, and you need that third party to just objectively look at it and say, this is what we need here. It's not, right. get your part out of it and think about it. And they're, they're able to objectively place those things. Right, and also that's why we hire that's how we hire people like that is like is like to do those things so is is it more on the full length albums or the eps like, like uh, how well, well on, on the eps at least the ones we've done recently there hasn't been like a quote unquote producer like of this last one that we did before the open bar tour last year I was sort of the quasi producer going back and forth with like arrangements guys were doing. I only did a couple of arrangements, but, but I kind of led like the project, but I feel like on EPs in general, when they're smaller projects, like sometimes we have like a, like act like an outside, you know, guy. And like, sometimes we don't, um, and as we've learned to kind of record them home, we understand that a lot of it happens once we've recorded and we get into the mix phase and the mastering phase. And as long as you have somebody who can really like help you there, like you can kind of do a lot on your own. Um, but yeah, the I mean, the other EP, Steve, what on the on the EP we did before the PMJ run. We had mm-hmm. Steve was in there for that, right? 
I think so. Yeah, Steve Larkin. And some of it, because there are fewer slots, it's a little more obvious. You know, when, yeah. when you have, like, the big one, like, on the PMJ, that, that uh, six-pack year. Um, you know, Walt came in with hand clap and mashed up with uh, Sweet Dreams. And you're like, oh, that's the opener. Couldn't, couldn't be any clearer that that was going to be the opener. Uh, and you had, you know, like, all-time low, which kind of just fit that moody vibe. So it just it, – things just kind of fell into place by the nature of the song. Yeah, I guess maybe we began that one, you know, kind of doing that on our own. That was the first – I think Steve Lunt might have produced a couple of those songs, but that was a mix for sure. So that might have been okay. that might have been where it started, maybe in like the summer of 2017. Us kind of realizing on a big album, yes, like you know, let's get a team and let's go. But on the smaller projects, maybe it's okay to you know do it on our own, and learn, and 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 then we can raise, we can raise it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's been cool. Would you guys ever consider, I know you've probably heard this question a lot, but would you ever consider bringing back some medleys that you've done live that you've never released, never released? And do what? like kind of a- uh, Live that we've never remember this, like, like a throwback Thursday kind of field, like some medleys that you guys perform live that maybe put into album form with a oh. new twist. Um, the reason I bring that up is that I will never get over my favorite medley you guys have ever done was the Robin Thicke Prince medley. But I know there was reasons why you didn't for a while, but. There were a lot of people who, that was not their favorite. Really? <laughs> Specifically okay, one person, and we don't have to go through some the story, very, but. Some remarkable extensions to that. There was, okay. one, <laughs> there was one person in general that really did not like that. And she, and she. Cool. Gotcha. But, you know, not. That's my example, but there's yeah. probably been some others that over the years that yeah. um, I'm sure other chasers have asked about. Um, so would you consider doing a tour or an album kind of around that, just kind of celebrating what you guys have done and brought to these arrangements? Well, we've actually, we've talked about that was actually a discussion for one album just to, you know, in, in the in the alcohol theme, say from the cellar, because we've got a, a kind of a treasure trove of songs that we've recorded live that people really enjoy that we've never put on a record. And it would be fun to go revisit some of those. I don't, who knows if we ever will, but uh, we, we, it's definitely been a discussion. I don't know. Maybe yeah. your listeners can tell us if they think that's a good idea or not. <laughs> um, there have been medleys that we've done that we have recorded that we've never released because of, clearance issues that we still do live so as an example like like a while back um i did a mashup of come as you are with while my guitar gently weeps so it was a nirvana with a beat with, the, with like a george harrison song and we recorded it and when we went you know to ask if we could release it uh the harrison estate like said no, and that's fine, but we still do that live. Um, I think a lot of the reasons why we would never do an album like that is because of all the licenses that we would have to buy. Because it's one thing if you just do a song and you just buy the license and then like done. And you have to go through the publisher and you know, make sure. But if you mix the two, 
then you have to buy another license and then you have to go through all the publishing people from either side and then it gets so I think we would there would be it would be there would be a nightmare yeah. no doubt to be like you want to do late? but live <laughs> but live like we've been able to do that and a good example of that uptown well, yeah but I was going to say just to bring it back to the new album social christmasing silver bells went through four to five different arrangements and one of the versions uh, my friend Joel Dalton, because I sent to him because I I was like thinking about like a bridge section and like I didn't know what to do, and he sent me back, and it was like, so this song it, uh, it's by Harry Belafonte uh, uh, called um, Mary's Boy. Yes, Mary. Right. Okay. So so he had that song in that section. That was nothing, and it worked over what I was doing for Silver Bells, and it it was so good. It was, it was like that's how I wanted that song to be released, but because we mashed it up, we had to go, and it didn't work out because Harry Belafonte's team was like, no, and that's fine. Um, so that's how it sort of became another version, and then another version. But but yeah, that stuff happens a lot. Yeah, so I think any like larger thing of a bunch of medleys wouldn't ever be something that we would, you know, at least album-wise, I wouldn't think. Yeah. So Becky, who's watching, says that she likes to wants to keep those songs for live, and I agree. But I was just curious because um, I know there's, you know, the licensing stuff you just mentioned, and um, I think that's the cool thing about coming to see you guys live is that you think you know what's coming, but you don't. Mm -hmm. So at certain parts of the show, you're like, what? Like, because one year you guys did a medley that like, I did not ex expect you guys to do. And it was like incorporating all of the top 40 hits. And it, you even included like a snippet of Turn Down for What by Lil John. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, that is the best thing I've ever seen on an acapella stage ever. So <laughs> that's what I like about the live story, uh, you know, live show and like being there and being like, I never thought that would happen, but it did. Um, so yeah, to bring it back to the album and celebrate while we're here, uh, for those who have, um, maybe you guys can put it in the comments if you have questions. Um, but what are, I think, the best thing I think when I listen to the album is that I, I did. That's why I asked about the order because being that a lot of the original songs were kind of in the middle, and it was like, like, oh, okay, this is how this is going. Now, going forward, do you think you guys are going to continue more and more of the originals or the recovers or the twist in turns that you guys bring um, for a future album? I mean, I think Mike will always be writing. I know for a fact Mike will always be writing original music, and I, I look forward to what he comes up with. I think there's always room on our albums for original music. Uh, to to Mike's point, I don't ever think that will be all that our albums will be or all that our shows will be. But I think there's plenty of room, as especially as people grow and develop and and work with new people and have new influences. I think there's always room for that. Yeah, and I think also too, um, like, 
there's that saying it's like you know if it's if it's working or like if it's not or like if it's not like 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 if it's not sort of broken you don't want to like like it i feel broke. right and i feel like the formula that we've used at least live i mean all of our sets and stuff are different and and i think that like that that's important like to have the look be different and you know like a new show especially but i think when it comes down to music i feel like we're always going to have a balance like there's always going to be the covers there's always going to be the newer songs that we do and we're like you know acting like super silly on stage like and and like and then there's going to be the serious ones and some originals and so like i don't think that's ever going to change like that 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 whole idea of just a mix of all of those things works but like i said what's happening on stage and the things behind us the looks that we you know come up with like the production stuff like that i think has room to always be you know i think i think that's more of a, a situation that can be a little more fluid um in like how we set it up Awesome. So, um, I don't know, I'm putting up the comments. Uh, I tried to uh, without covering my face. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we have some fans of the originals that have been listening all day. So I just wanted to shout that out. Um, so for those, uh, I guess the rest of the group, I think the cool thing is, is um, didn't Jasper arrange one of the new uh, tracks on the album and being that he's one of the new guys, can you explain how that's been kind of unprecedented for you guys to have somebody just come in and knock it out of the park? I mean, that's why, that's why he's there, but we, we, we know Jasper, we love his, we love his work. We love his voice. We love everything he brings to this group. So, um, yeah, this is not a surprise. It, the only the only thing that's really a surprise is that now he's officially out on an album before he's done one show. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. But uh, that's the only thing that's a, a surprise. To this he's he's there because he's uh, we value what he what he does, and uh, you, you're seeing it there. We, we've we've seen it, of course, all year in everything that we've been recording and and the work he's put in to learn all the all the new music, all the things that are new to him. But again, because he came from um, Straight No Chasers slash Another Round, the IU version, we we've known him for ten years. So this is it's not it's not like he's you know jumping into a pool with, and not having known anybody. We he everybody who's in the group we've known for for a number of years. Um, so in that respect, you know, we we knew what we were going to get. Awesome. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just add. Yeah. Just about like the Jasper um, thing, you know, everything, you know, I would agree with everything that Steve said, but, you know, also Jasper seems to be kind of like fearless. Like he comes in and just starts throwing out, uh, I mean, arrangements and like, he's just, he's just like not afraid to be like, here's an idea that I worked up. And then he sends another one here's an idea that I worked up and like that is admirable because like, like it shows, it shows like this kind of like, I'm just not here to be in the band. Like, I mean, like I'm here to contribute. Um, and for that song specifically, 
I remember Steve Lunt um, hearing the demo and loving how he sang the demo or sung the demo and saying, I think it would be great for us to put this on the album as a way to introduce him to your fans. And I think we all thought that, but he was the first one to say it. And I think it was, it was like, it was like we kind of realized that could be cool. So it's like, even if the song wasn't great, but it just happened to be good, it would still be a good idea to feature Jasper here. And, um, you know, the arrangement that he did was, was awesome. Um, I think he sounds great on it. And like, I'm just happy for, or like, I'm excited for people to meet him because he's the sweetest guy and like, just has the biggest heart. And uh, yeah, and I'm sure he is more than ready to meet like, uh, what everybody, so yeah. Awesome, so speaking of that, um, for those that have yet to see you, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna shut the are. door, my kids just are here, hold on. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> What before we get to Patricia's question that she she asked in the chat, um, what has been surprising? What has been surprising with uh, about the after show meet and greet that has become such a staple at your shows? Surprising, like yeah. what what's been so surprising? Just in meeting fans over the years, um, and kind of the See, loyalty. Did. Because, like, I've always wondered, did you guys kind of begin that? And, like, like when did it ever start? Because I feel like it's always been a thing in the group, even in school. Like, I feel like those guys might have started it right as you started the band just to afterwards, and, and it just never stopped. Well, right? did you, is that how you back did? in the day, when we would go to an invitational, for instance, when we'd go to Michigan or Illinois, you went out and you sold your CDs. So, I mean, we were, that was, that was why we went out. It was to meet people to say, Hey, do you have a CD? And I mean, we were, we were, you know, really pounding the pavement out there trying to, trying to move product. But, um, so that it's always been a familiar thing. When we got back in 2008, I think it was just saying we, you know, we were, we were amazed that this was going to be a thing. And so it was just us wanting to do anything to meet people, to, to say, hey, to be able to put faces with names because we were, you know, seeing people react to to the music we were doing online without getting to know them. And and because we started as kind of big, big fish in a small pond at IU, we just wanted to kind of recreate what we had done there. And so it was just a natural progression to go out and, and meet people after the show. Great. Well, I love it. I see you guys every time. So, um... So like and like it, it's a it's I th I feel like we have noticed over the years that we're one of the only few groups who does this, and sometimes we even wonder we're like, why do we still do this? And then we realize, oh, this is why we are where we are because it's not just about us. And then it's like, yeah, let's go. You know, like it, because like it's a natural thing to be like, oh man, I'm super down tonight. I don't want to, but like, but then you understand, you're like, this is why you are here. I mean, like you as in like, like I'm speaking to myself, like, like, like you are here 
and 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 like you know sack up and do it and then it's like that's the right thing because it, it just you know it's like well they're respecting in a way almost you know kind of yeah and, and it's also it's just incredible culmination to the show for us i mean if you if you are down there's no better way to than to go be picked up by people who yeah. just had a great time and over the over the years when we go to when we went to arizona i knew i was going to see brooke now la when we right. go to uh michigan i know i'm going to see becky and and uh patrice like there's i look forward to seeing the different fans in different places and we've gotten to know them and we've i mean we know their kids and their families and like We've watched their kids grow up. Like we have a, it, it's allowed us to have a deeper connection with people than we ever would have had the opportunity to, opportunity to do so. And it's because we go out and talk to people. So I, there's nothing I would want to change about it now. I love it. Yeah. Well, I did want to get in her question because mm -hmm. um, they're coming in quite fast now out there. So yeah. thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, yeah, do you think that? <laughs> Do you think there's ever a definitive version of a song, something that you would never cover because it's been done? Uh, um, no, is the it's like a half. It's a half yes and no because we would never do it unless we were going to make it our own. So there are songs that no, like I guess I would never think to myself. I would never want to do that song because that's just the best version ever because I would see it as kind of a challenge to make. Cause if it's a great song, it'll be a great song no matter how it's done. I guess that's how I see it. So I guess yes and no, but the latter is it would never stop me from doing it. I, guess. I agree with that. Mike. Unless, unless we have, a, if, if we don't have a hook, if you don't have something that you want to do differently, if you're, if you're planning on just staying true to an original, that's a fantastic original, then yeah, it's probably not a great reason to do so. Um, but if you've got a hook and you've got a, like a different take on it, our straight no chaser twist, if you will, yeah, let's roll. Awesome. I mean, that's kind of what we do. We we cover some of the greatest songs that have ever been written. Um, so, you know, that's. That's that's one of our mainstays, and so in that respect, I don't think anything's off the table. It's just you got to come up with how how you want to express it. I've always wondered about your original medleys, like the movie medley and the Broadway medley. Can you kind of delve into that real quick? Because that's some of the best original work on stage you guys do. So you know what I'll say, like it is original work like i know the songs are already written and the you know arranged but like it's mainly seggy and tyler i feel like steve helps with some lyrics sometimes walt is maybe in there but that's really those guys and like they have a talent of like rewriting lyrics you know um like i feel like steve and steve uh seggy and walt i feel like all have a like sort of a really good talent of like harnessing an idea and writing lyrics that match you know the song and stuff and and um but yeah that's i mean that's all like i don't think i could ever do that like that's just like it's something that i would you know just never think i could do well but they are just so good at it and uh yeah that's more for you know, 
Is, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's definitely a Seggy and Tyler thing. Seggy can fit any any words to anything, I think. And Tyler, he always says, "You give me you give me two chords, and I'll figure out how to get between the two of." Them. <laughs> well, even yeah, there was a song like the, that, like that never got released uh, uh, by Nicki Minaj. It was called. Uh, Boom, 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 super bass, right? Okay, but we rewrote it. Steve, it was his idea. Steve rewrote it as boom, 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 stupid bass, stupid bass, as like a joke for the basses. And it was, we were, there was some counter programming for all about that bass. It was, it was awesome, and I still have a recording of it. It never <laughs> made. It was an, it was for an EP that like we were gonna do, and it was one of the ones on the outside. But like, but that's why I said that like, he writes really good lyrics too. And just to alternate, just like, like to songs, like in like a parody form. But that was one that like, we never released. Uh, cause it, 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 cause it didn't fit with all the other stuff that we were doing, but I have a recording of it and it's really fun. And <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. Yeah. So. Well. I want to thank you guys for joining the podcast today and um, thank all the chasers that have been tuning in online. Um, for those that are listening to this and we'll see this later, log on to snc.music.com, get your copy. It's not over, is it? I mean, I don't want to <laughs> keep you too long. Like? <laughs> so you just getting warmed up? Um, well, I mean, there's you know, a couple more questions, but yeah. I mean, you have to go. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, well, I'm seeing the comments come in. A lot of people. I just assume that like we would go for an hour. You get another five. Minutes. Sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so for those out there, um, I'm you guys addressed this the other night. So one question that I knew somebody wanted to ask was about a chaser summit. So I know that's sometime in the future. Um, but for those that are out watching this and want to put in your questions feel free to get your last minute questions in uh i guess we're staying around for a minute um so i want to talk about actually speaking of originals uh i know it would probably be a question for Seggy, but the idea to do acapella man last year as what was that like performing that and when yeah maybe Seggy came to you guys with the no i'll the, tell you that sorry that was actually Ryan Albert. Oh, really? So we were looking for songs for the EP, the open bar EP, and songs that you would hear at a bar. Like that was the idea. It was and it's like you know, if you go to a bar, then you always are going to hear. You're likely to hear. A, I mean, you're likely to hear this like, you know, songs. And one of the songs that you're likely to hear is, like, if you go to like a piano bar, then you're going to hear that song. Or if you go to a bar, then you're gonna, I mean, hear the Billy Joel song, right? So instead of doing Sing Us a Song, Piano Man, Ryan was like, why don't you guys do Sing Us a Song, Acapella Man? But the, but I think after Acapella, there was, it was Sing Us a Song, Acapella, Man. That's how it was meant to be heard and read, but, uh, I think it sort of turned into singing. Yeah, but anyway, that was uh, 
that was Ryan's idea. And Ryan and Seggy worked on those lyrics. I did the arrangement and um, it didn't go on the EP, but it was a centerpiece in like the first set of our show. So yeah, so, that's how that started. Mary Lou is wondering, how hard is it when you bring an idea and the other members shoot it down? Since that's happened to me quite a bit, let me speak to that. <laughs> no, for, no, for instance, also on the EP, when we were going through one of the songs that we looked at was Sweet Caroline. And so I actually was having a discussion with Mike and I was like, all right, Mike, this is, uh, you said, you want to give it a shot? I said, let's go, let's go. Um, so I started listening to it. Turns out, not a huge fan of the song myself. And, and it just kind of, it just kind of bump, bum, bump, bum. So I was like, all right, I got to do something different with it. So I put, I put it to a bossa nova beat and I thought it was kind of fun. It, it, it entertained me at least for, a good month, month and a half as I arranged it. And then we got done. And if you can imagine what else is on last year's EP, a Bossa Nova song doesn't really fit with anything. So <laughs> it was, again, on the outside looking in. But, um, you know, you just, you got to believe in what you do and you got to believe in that it's good. And if it doesn't make it, you can't take offense at it. It's, it's, it's all for, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it's all for the good of the product that we're putting out to, our fans and so if it's best song wins that's what we say there's also a recording of that that we have because we got a mix back of it and it was actually it was actually really good and it was a nice take on a song that you would hear in a bar like you know sweet caroline like you hear it every right so that was the idea was to put songs that you hear in a bar but not do them in that way and i thought that steve did a good job it it the it it just I think that's going to be something that we revisit. I hope so. I'm going to leak it along with. Yeah, I'm going to leak both of those. Sweet. I'm down. <laughs> and everybody so, singing along. Is that bad? No. Okay. Um, that was the <laughs> Jenny and a few others. I'm sorry if I missed uh, you guys coming in. Are asking about the PBS special. Any word on release of that, the one that you shot last year? Yeah, where are we with that? I don't even know. They're, they've gone back and forth trying to get it, everything edited, everything you know, ready to go. I, it's going to come out. I don't know when at this point. Uh, I think 2020 just kind of threw some things up in the air in terms of uh, what PBS was doing. Um, I hope once we get back to a more normal environment that it, it comes out. It's just, yeah, it, it does seem like it's been sitting on the sidelines for a while. We're ready for it to be released as well. Right. Cause isn't that's the one you guys shot at in Indiana, right? At mm -hmm. the alma mater. So everybody kind of wants to, I think that'd be cool to see. Yeah. So um, we, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, some others are also wondering if there'll be bloopers in the PBS special. I don't know. I'm sure there'll be some, like, um, you know, some sort of B-roll that we did. Awesome. But, uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if they do want to put uh, me on PBS berating the audience, so we'll have to see. <laughs> you want some of it or none of it? Well, I don't know. We'd love it. Um, <laughs> can you guys talk about, before we go, I've always wondered this, and I apologize if uh, I missed a question from the lovely people tuning in, but 
how do you guys go about determining which song you do a music video for? Because I know you guys released one today, so. That, yeah, that's you had a really great one for Happy, and of course the movie medley, so how do you kind of determine which song to bring to life that way? Well, for this one, again, we kind of um, turned to our team, the team that we brought in said, now that we have all these songs, which one? What do you think? What do you think? And and so going through it um, along December, because we were releasing this in in November, when it, you know, technically before the holiday season, they thought that would be a, a good one to put out there, uh, as well as it's just a different take on it that nobody's really ever, I don't, I don't, I don't, I never thought of it as a holiday song, but when you look at it with maybe this year will be better than the last, like, oh gosh, this makes, it's very poignant right now. Uh, Silver Bells, we also, I think they look at a number of different things. Like when was the last time that Silver Bells charted? When was the last time that, that was on the radio in a, in a mainstream format. So to be able to, to have a new spin on such a classic that everybody knows and really be able to freshen it up and get it out there for people to listen to, I think that was one of the, the, the impetus for for Silver Bells to be there, along with the fact that it turned out great. Yeah, I think it's always, yeah, it's always sort of, it always sort of goes with the songs that we choose to like, as like this, as like the ones that like, like that, like that, like that, like we sort of want to push to like it, like it's okay. So if it's the best, yeah. So if you know, Silver Bells is the one that like, like we want to push to like radio or to whatever, then we do some, like we'll do a piece of content for that. So it's always it, yeah. It's yeah. it's like it's always like thought through. And Rebecca is wondering, answering. That I, I think it's difficult to uh, come up with new concepts because, yeah, as you saw, we we worked with Zoom and we actually did a, a Zoom video recording. So I was here in my house talking with a director on on my computer. He said, "Okay, and go." Like, ah, ah. Um, so you know, it's trying to come up with a concept that'll work for each song as well that hasn't just been done a million times. That just you know, one person walking around because because there's no way to get us all together right now. Um, so it, it has you have to come up with something new and some fun way to present it. Uh, Rebecca's wondering, are you guys doing any more videos for coming up? Uh, I I don't I don't think so, but you'll have to stay tuned. We're going to be doing some other things um, that'll be announced really soon. Um, we we did a couple. Uh, um, there is some content stuff um, for when you stream songs, like sort of behind the like screen, like like as you're listening to the song, like there's there's like some different things like that, and those would be some also be some things that we are going to be releasing like throughout the month and also next month. So you know, keep an eye out for that. Um, you know, obviously all of the stuff you can always get us at our website, sncmusic.com, uh, and all the Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, all that. So, yeah. So that's awesome. how I stay in touch with us. Great. Well, on that note, thank you both for joining me on this episode, and thank you to the chasers that are watching us live. Yes, uh, indeed. You, thank you, Rebecca, Mary Lou, uh, Michelle, Christy, 
Jenny, Cindy, good to see all your faces pop up in that chat box. Awesome. And uh, for those that have not, pick up a copy of Social Christmasing as of today, because there's nothing else going on. Um, <laughs> and uh, lovely to chat with you guys, and can't wait to yeah. see what's coming up. And yeah, we'll thanks for having us. Soon in the future. Yeah, thank you for helping us uh, celebrate our big day. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, bro. See ya.